here. And while, while I have you all, uh, if you turn to Psalm 23, that's the psalm I was going to um, preach, teach, encourage, challenge uh, you all with today. And I don't know of a psalm that we probably all know better. Um, but, uh, and it's interesting when, Rick, you said we could pray through that. I thought that that's interesting to be praying uh, using that psalm is a really great one. So, so think about the context of this, if you would. Um, uh, David, of course, uh, man after God's own heart. Um, of course, he had his own faults and failures, but um, still a man that God used mightily. I mean, we're, we're reading a book that he uh, wrote extensively in. Um, but this was a time in David's life when he, uh, and of course, this is not under the subheading of Psalm 23. This would be some commentators and some comments that would be made. But uh, in looking at this, uh, this was probably this, uh, a psalm written about the time of, of Absalom's chasing David. You know, David was kind of having to flee Jerusalem. Absalom's chasing him. And uh, what does David do? He has to leave the city, so to speak. And in so doing, he, if any of you have been to Israel, and I'm sure if you have, even just picturing it with me, you, you leave and you kind of head down the mountain, down the, the hill, I guess, maybe, to where the river is there. The Jordan River, you could say, was right down there. So here's David. You can just picture he's fleeing. Probably, you know, his king's robes are left behind. Now, who knows? He might be barefoot. Who knows? He might be um, just, you know, carrying a, a small pouch of clothes he's getting out of there i'm sure having your child your son your grown son your adult son uh chasing you uh, with the intent to kill you with the intent to take over the kingdom take over your role as king david of course has done his own mistakes and so have we all but david here flees jerusalem descends down toward the jordan river and then what his first words are, the Lord is my shepherd. And when you think about the Lord, his shepherd, the God of the God who is, so to speak, the God who was, the God who always will be, is my shepherd. David's saying that, and he's saying in this turmoil, in this chase, <laughs> he's the fleer, uh, I shall not want. Uh, we don't know. All of us, we don't know what our final, I mean, I'm sorry, we know what our final outcome will be. We're with God for eternity, but that journey along the way takes different shapes and turns. And so here's David fleeing his own son. You can imagine there in Israel, you see the green, and of course, in Greenville right now, it's, it's not green. The grass is pretty brown. Many of you I see uh, in different other places of the world, but just imagine when he writes this, he's using this grass at some point in time in his past to feed the sheep. That's where the sheep graze. So there were probably even sheep out. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And the only reason they were green is because they were being supplied with nourishment, more than likely from the river, the Jordan River, and more than likely there undoubtedly could have been some precipitation. But he goes on, and of course, in the shepherd's motif, he shares, he leads me beside still waters. So if the Lord's my shepherd, in a sense, you could say, I am his sheep. I am one of those sheep. And he uses this parallel for us to imagine what it was like as 
both the shepherd and the sheep itself. And he's saying, the Lord's my shepherd, so I'm going to follow him like a sheep follows the shepherd. He leads me beside these still waters so I can drink. He restores my soul. I'm frightened. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm possibly going to die. And this is not the first time David's been chased. You think about it. Saul chased him. Now here Absalom's chasing him. And he says, he leads me beside these still waters. One of the reasons he's there is because he's having his soul restored. And what a joy to have our soul restored. I often have used this thought with people as, as a counselor, as I'm helping encourage you, I want to restore to you the joy of your salvation. And uh, when we're in tough times, that's hard to have that joy restored. But he leads me, restores my soul, and then he leads me in paths of righteousness, not for my name's sake. I don't want people to be uh, thinking of John or each of you, but for God's sake. God leads me in these paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants me to be in these paths of righteousness so that I bring glory to God. And then imagine the potential of him, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he could be killed in this situation. He's being chased. He could be killed. Even though I walk there, even though, even if this happens, even if my kingdom is taken from me, even if I am uh, killed here, I'm not going to fear the evil. I'm going to know that you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, the shepherd motif. David, who was a shepherd at the ripe old age of 12 years old, he now is noticing, realizing, I am to follow my chief shepherd. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, just knowing you're there. And then what do you do? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Those that are chasing him are his enemies, really, if you think about it. And yet God is preparing a table. There is something you're going to glean from this that's going to be good for your soul. You now, as he once was as a little boy, you anoint my head with oil. Once he was anointed as the king, now he's remembering that, you could say, reflecting on. And if I'm led by these still waters, I don't fear evil. What happens there in verse 6? As we get to the culmination, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, goodness and mercy can follow even if my circumstances are not great. My circumstances may not be exactly what I would like, but my God's goodness and mercy is with me forever. In the storm or when the storm has been quieted, my God is there for me. So as we get to this part of the, 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 the message here, the, the, the devotional, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. That is the final joy. That's why I can have my joy restored. So here David had want, being chased, and he literally, you can almost say, it's interesting, the conferences on, on depression, he literally gets himself encouraged in the Lord. He's being chased by his son. Look at where he is. As the sheep, he follows his shepherd. And in the end, what helps him realize he has goodness and mercy that follows him all the days of his life is because he knows he's going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hope this will be an encouragement to you. I hope it'll be a challenge. I hope it'll be uh, uh, even a prayer that at times when you're, you, we are in these times, we may not have our son chasing us to kill us, 
but we have some people in our congregations. We have some people in our churches. We have some people in our ministries. We have some people that don't necessarily like what we do. Uh, we can know that our God is supreme. He's my shepherd. I shall not want because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 